a Midnight Waffles podcast. This is Battle Stations, a podcast about the Columbus Destroyers and the Arena Football League. I'm Frank Walker. Thanks for joining us again for the podcast this week, folks. Um, it is... We're getting down to the, the nitty-gritty of it now. The Destroyers have played eight games. They're one and seven. There are four to go. Um, four games left. You got Philadelphia this week at Nationwide. Uh, you go to Baltimore. You go to Albany again. And then at... Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, Albany comes to Columbus. And then you go to Washington for that final game of the season. The best thing I can say is it's gut check time. Uh, we I talk a little bit about this with Coach Sock tonight um, on the show. But a big part of it... I mean, you look at the playoff standings. It's it there. There's no room for error left. There, you may be out already. There, there's just maybe not anything left. Uh, even with even if you win out, you got to get lucky probably. Because looking at the math, you have the best chance you have with it with trying to avoid tiebreakers is. Uh, the best chance you have with tiebreakers is is that one of those teams, Philadelphia or Washington, if they lose out, which right now I think Washington just went up, but hey, it's close. And this is a Thursday night game we're recording during. Uh, they're four and eight if they lose out. The best the Destroyers can get to is five and seven. So, it, I mean, this is this is just games where everybody's got to treat. They've got to treat every game uh, like like this is it. Now. I mean, there's a lot of other things going on. There's plans for pride. There's plans as being a professional, but, but I mean, that's just part of it. That's just where we are as a, as the team and where things are at. So uh, tonight uh, we got our normal weekly interview with Coach Salk, which he's kind enough to do for us each week. Uh, we've got uh, Dave Taylor, David Taylor from uh, AFLFanzone.com. So I'm going to play those guys for you, and I'll be right back. Now joining us on the Battle Stations podcast, Columbus Destroyers head coach Matt Salk. How are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing well. Doing well. All right, good to hear. So, uh, so I mean, this week was was a tough one there, but I I did notice something earlier this week before the the game against the uh, brigade there that was, I, I guess it was only noteworthy because people kind of mentioned it. That was the the brigade practiced apparently at the Bo Jackson facility uh, before the game or or in this week leading up to it. Is that normal that teams kind of have their their walkthrough? I mean, is it normally at the arena, or how does that normally work for road teams in the league, at least in your experience? Um, usually you do it at the arena, uh, but our arena was not available. Um, so, you know, we try to obviously accommodate teams, so we allowed them, you know, to go to Bo Jackson um, to do the walkthrough. And I don't mind that they go there. To me, it's a good recruiting tool. Uh, you know, other teams – uh, can kind of see where we practice and see, you know, just how nice the facility is that with that, you know, that we're at every day. All right. So yeah, most of the time it's at the arena, but, but yeah, if nationwide's not there. So is that one of the kind of things that matters to players in, in the arena league, like seeing that practice facility and kind of those, those little things along the way uh, that, that helps as recruiting? Um, you know, I mean, I think some players, obviously, I think it does. I mean, I, let's be honest, you go on that Bo Jackson, uh, you know, it's field turf. you got a workout facility right there. Our training room is right there. Uh, you know, there's really not a lot of teams that have that type of facility um, available to them. 
and you know we do so to me it's it's you know it might not be for some people but for some people uh you know coming you know next year when you know we're trying to sign free agents it might be something that might lean them towards us all right now this last week i mean it was a tough a tough loss i would say the uh just a just a five point loss there to the brigade in your mind when you were you know in the game coaching and then going back and looking at the tape was it a game that that felt closer than that one score did it feel further cuz there was always kind of that trying to come from behind mentality how did the game feel from your perspective on it um yeah I, to me it felt frustrating because you know we, we were sitting at a 2020 tie you know the we had one drive right before the end of the half where you know, we've got a wide open guy, you know, running free, basic, uh, running free, and, you know, we miss him. And, you know, at that point, it, you know, if we hit that, it's 27 20. So that next drive, you know, starting in the third quarter, we get that sack fumble. And again, these are all hypothetical, but let's say we get the fumble, we hold on to the ball, um, we score on that drive, it's 34 20. So, you know, those two possessions right there were huge. And the fact that, you know, to, to be honest, I don't think Baltimore's coming back from that. And it's just, you know, I mean, in reality, it's the difference between a losing team, you know, with a losing record and a team with a winning record. Those are the uh, kind of breaks that, you know, we're not really getting right now. Um, but it's just, you know, it's just it, that's the frustrating point for me. So with those kind of breaks, because I'm I'm there with you. I mean, in watching the games this year, it feels like there's just whenever there's a something that could go kind of fifty fifty ish, it it seems to break it against Columbus. In your mind, is that something where that's an experience thing? Is that a is that a talent thing? Is it just? I mean, sometimes it is just plain old dumb luck. I mean, what what when you watch the tape and and evaluate things, how are you seeing those breaks? <laughs> you know, it's tough because it's just weird. I mean, you know, in 2010, when I was with Spokane, uh, we got all, we got all of those bounces. Uh, 2012, when I was in Utah, we got all those bounces. Uh, 2016 in Orlando, we got all those bounces. Um, and for whatever reason, we're just not getting them. I, mean, I, I don't think it has anything to do with talent. I, again, we, I'd put up our roster against any team in this league. And you know, again, there's a reason why almost every game that we've been in, it's been within seven points that we're losing. Um, and, again, that's that's using a, a rookie quarterback against every other team that's got a veteran quarterback. So, you know, this team is, is extremely talented. I love every one of these guys on this team. I think they can all play in this league and do well. And I think that they've proven that um, on, a, on a weekly basis. All right. And now this week in, in watching it, it felt like when I was – the week before when uh, in, in the victory there, something that I noticed was Grant Russell didn't spend a lot of time on his back, didn't spend, have to spend a lot of time scrambling. This week he was sacked a few times, felt like he was under more pressure. Was that something where it felt like it was more uh, Baltimore was doing something better? Were, were the destroyers, were we just not doing something the way it was planned out? What was your perspective on the, the play of the offensive line this last week? Um. You know, I, I think it's a combination of, of both. I mean, one is that that was probably one of the better defensive lines in the league. Uh, I'd say top top two uh, defensive lines in the league. Um, so they're they're going to get pressure. It doesn't matter who you have. Um, 
but you know, I, I look at at least two of those sacks and two of those sacks, um, we could have easily have gotten the ball out to an open wide receiver and we didn't. Uh, the third sack is a, it was a fumbled snap uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, to me, there's really only one legitimate sack uh, that they had uh, where, you know, maybe the offensive line, you know, didn't protect as well and, and guys were covered. So, you know, I look at two of those. There's guys that are open. He's just got to drop it down and, and get it to them um, instead of looking for the deep ball. And, again, that that's going to come with growth and, and understanding – you know, the coverages and, and what to drop down and, and when and all that other stuff. Some Something I have noticed to the positive um, these last few weeks of the of the season, and I, I compare it to the, the first home game I was at with my family, and um, it got to the point where my wife was almost joking, you know, saying whenever Fabian Garrett would catch a ball because it was that game where he had six touchdowns, and she was like, oh, they scored a touchdown. Yeah. Of course it's Garrett. Um, kind of joking that he was the only wide receiver on the team. We've I've seen a lot more kind of multiple guys, you know, really really stepping up in the passing game uh, this these last few weeks. I mean, this week there were what four different players with a touchdown. Uh, I mean, on top of Donovan Morgan coming back, what has it been that you think's been that kind of that spark for the wide receiver group? Is it is it some of the new blood you've gotten, or or what do you think it's been? Well, I mean, I think we've obviously improved our roster through the season. Um, you know, it's still a bunch of rookies, but I I think that they're better rookies. And, you know, they're, they're still learning the game. They've, they've done a great job so far um, at learning the game. And I think that's why you see other guys stepping up. Now, you know, it's the same thing that we talked about when, when Fabian had six touchdowns. I, I didn't realize he had that many or that he had 13 catches, you know, because I'm not calling a game to give any specific person the ball. I'm just calling a game to get, you know, hopefully someone open uh, to take advantage of what I believe the coverage will be. So that's my goal. Um, and, I, you know, again, I think that's why you kind of see guys, you know, I think we had five guys catch a football. And um, I, I just think that's why other guys are doing well. So, you know, these guys have really stepped up. You know, we're, we are a young team. Our, our offense is, is super young. But the wide receivers have, have really picked up the game. Uh, they've gotten better. They've understood, um, you know, what they need to do to be successful. And, again, Grant just continues to grow. Uh, two games in a row, knocked on wood, uh, without a turnover, um, and to me that's just—I mean, that's that's perfect. That is big, yeah, because they're, they're, that's been a big step up in his game these last few weeks. Um, final question this week, Coach. With four games left to go, um, and a team that is from from everywhere I can look at it, about three three games out of a playoff spot, in keeping these these rookies, like you said, such a young team, motivated. Is it guys trying to play for for jobs next season? Is it playing for pride? Is it is it you know trying to hang on to that that hope of making the postseason? What what do you think is that primary driver for guys heading into these last four games? Um, I think it's just to, to be a professional. I mean, this is professional football. You know, their their job is to to give out you know the best service that they can, do their job, and and you know and and, and win football games. I mean. We're, Obviously, we still have a chance, which is crazy, but we do. So, you know, we're going to try and put, you know, forth our best effort here. Uh, we're going to take it, obviously, you know, not only just one game at a time, but one play at a time uh, type, type mentality that we can hopefully get a win. Um, you know, we, 
the issues that you know, I mean, this is this is tough. I mean, you got Philly coming in here, who's kind of hot at this point. Uh, again, we play at Baltimore, um, who who is a tough team. Um, and then you know, I don't know. I think we got like Albany after our bye week. So I mean, this is a tough schedule to finish out. Um, our goal is again just to continue to improve. Um, you know, win some football games. Hopefully, we make the playoffs. Um, and just, you know, like I said, just do our best and just make sure we're competing and, and, uh, and playing hard. All right. Thank you very much for that coach. Um, you are, you were right on the next three opponents. The, the last game after that is at Washington last week of the season, but uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be rooting for you. Um, looking forward to this Saturday against the souls coach and, and thank you very much for your time this evening. All right. It's awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the battle stations podcast. From AFLFanzone.com, David Taylor. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing real well. Thanks for asking. Uh, it's been an interesting season so far, and and uh, with our first Thursday night game going on while we're talking, it's uh, just adding to that. But um, So so starting off this week, um, last week the Soul had a game against the Blackjacks. It was their largest margin of victory of the season. Is it something where by the eye test as well, it looks like the Soul are playing their best football right now? Well, I mean, I definitely think that they looked really good on uh, last weekend's game. You know, obviously, if you look at the box score, they scored every time they had the ball, which has never happened this season so far. So, um, but the other thing you have to kind of take with a little bit of a grain of salt is Atlantic City's starting quarterback was knocked out in like the first or second quarter of that game. And I think that really changed uh the way that game was going to go for the Blackjacks. So I think Philly looked really great, but I also think they got the benefit of, you know, a uh, second string quarterback being in the game for a good, a good piece of it. Well, and in Columbus, we definitely understand the, the importance of when your quarterback's playing well, it's good when he's, and when there's problems, it's, it's rough. Um, so, I mean, last week, you know, they knock him out. Uh, so that was a, a big part of it. what you're saying there. Um, even still there with that, the soul, they held the blackjacks to three of 10 on third down two of six on fourth down. When you were seeing the game, is it something where the defense, the, the defensive line stepped up for the soul or was it the, the backfield or what did you say? I definitely think it was the defensive line. Um, I do think they got multiple sacks uh, in, in the game. Obviously one of them, which knocked out the, the quarterback for the blackjacks. And so I think that was a big part of it. I haven't seen uh, that kind of pass rush, uh, all season. I remember the week previous to that in a disappointing loss to Baltimore, uh, the head coach uh, was saying how he's going to have to beat the bushes and find somebody who can rush the passer. Well, apparently that worked out that week because they were able to actually get uh, to Hippard and, and make some plays. And so, you know, going forward for the soul, if they can do that, they have an actually really good secondary. But as we know, you know, in, in arena football, the name of the game is offense. So even if you have a great secondary, they're still going to give up a lot of points. But uh, we get that extra pass rush in there. It gives them just another maybe split second to defend a little better. And so then I think they were able to do that. You know, one thing that the Soul have not done consistently all season is get stops on third down, get off the field, hold teams to field goals or get them, you know, stop them on downs and things like that. So it was definitely a great look for the Soul this weekend. Hopefully they can continue on, uh, you know, going forward here. All right. Now with the with the soul kind of being in that, I don't know. I don't know if it's the playoff bubble as much. Uh, I mean, the top four teams are going to get in right now, from what I can tell. They're third, uh, and you know, Atlantic City would have to do some work to catch up to them at this point. 
but two of the final four games for the Solar against Albany. Is this week getting, are we starting to get in territory where the Solar's starting to think of these as must-win games, in your opinion? I, I think so. I think, you know, the the atmosphere in the, in the locker room after uh, the Baltimore loss was that every game from here on out is a must-win. I think uh, uh, defensive back James Romain said that as much in his, in his post-game interview. And so I think they're basically looking at one-week seasons, you know, from here on. Like, they're saying this is... You know, this is the opponent this week. We got to go one and zero this week, and I do think the urgency uh, has is starting to pick up a little bit uh, for the soul. They definitely looked like they were playing with a sense of urgency over the past weekend. Um, even uh, quarterback Dan Radabaugh was much more accurate with his throws, uh, getting the just the whole offense in general looked a lot more efficient, and so that's something that was very exciting uh, for me to see. All right, so when the soul are playing their game. Um, if they're playing their game and they, let's say they win on Saturday, what do you think the headline will be? What will they have done right to win on Saturday? I think it's going to come down to uh, touchdowns, uh, you know, in in the red zone and, and consistently scoring on all their drives. Uh, the one thing that I've seen, uh, so the headline would be sole score on every possession, defeat destroyers, uh, something to that effect. Because one thing I've seen um, throughout the season is, you know, they're four and four now. Uh, they really uh, could be, you know, even six and two with a couple of uh, better, you know, more efficient drives and things like that in previous games where they just didn't quite finish. I remember uh, a few weeks back, I think they were playing. Oh, gosh, who was that? That might have been the Baltimore game as well, where uh, they had the ball on the five, you know, five yard line going in and Rodabaugh fumbled on, you know, first and goal. And then it was recovered by the other team. And so they just instantly you know, killed their drive there. And so from, from that point, they never were quite right the rest of the game because they're playing catch up. So I think if they're playing their game, they're, they're scoring on, you know, nine out of 10 drives, something like that. I can definitely see the point there. I would, and mm-hmm. when I've been thinking and talking about the game with people, my, for me, it's all about if Philly gets pressure on Columbus, then they're probably going to get the win. I think if Columbus in their one win they've had this year, the noticeable difference was that, Grant Russell was able to stay in the pocket and have a second or two to throw the ball. And if I think he's showing that if he gets any time, he's a pretty dangerous passer. So, uh, yeah, I, w- I would definitely agree with that. And, you know, I've, I've watched, uh, tried to watch all the games, whether it's Philly or not in them. And I've noticed that, yeah, when, when Russell has a chance to throw the ball, he actually is a really good quarterback. It's crazy that Columbus is one in seven because they're like the best one in seven team you'll ever see. <laughs> you know, not that that's maybe that's not a compliment, but, uh, you know, they're, they're so close to being much better than that. And so I think, yeah, if Philly can't get pressure on um, on the, the quarterback. It's going to be kind of a long day for the soul. It's definitely a game that they could they could lose, especially after coming off of one where they played so well. I think one thing I've seen aside from Albany this season in the league is inconsistency. You know, up until last week, Baltimore was trading a win-loss, win-loss the whole season. And so, and a lot of teams were doing that. You know, you can't get more than two in a row before they lose again or something like that. And so, um, so yeah, I definitely think that if Philly can get that pass rush in there, get the pressure on the quarterback, they can start to put together a few wins here so that they don't necessarily have to beat Albany twice in the last several games. You know, maybe just get one of those two. Something like that would be, um, I think, an ideal thing for them to look at. Yeah, and with what you just mentioned, it it brings up kind of brings me up to my last question here because with the like you said, even Baltimore is doing a win loss win loss, with the exception of Albany, nobody's really run away from it. And as of right now, when you look at the standings, Baltimore's 
in second place at five and three. You got Philly and Washington at four and four. And obviously they're playing tonight. So we'll see how that goes. Atlantic City's three and five. And then Columbus is down at the bottom at one and seven. Uh, by by miracle, I mean by a lot of luck, Columbus could potentially make it. But right now, that middle grouping of four teams that are just separated by a game or two is is really tight. So if, from your perspective, for the four teams that currently sit in playoff spots, mm-hmm. Albany, uh, Baltimore, uh, Philadelphia, and Washington, mm-hmm. obviously those other three teams, who do you think if the soul could pick, they would want to play in the first round for that kind of that uh, that that what is it the um, the total score games are those two first right, round games right yeah um, <clears throat> you know interestingly enough and, and it may not be the best thing uh, to say but I I really feel like even though they've lost to Washington twice they actually match up pretty well against them I felt like they were able to contain at least uh, Arvell Nelson running the ball he was kind of one dimensional unfortunately that one dimension was very successful but um, Philly just looked like a night and day difference between the first time they played Baltimore and the second time they played Baltimore. So, um, you know, they beat them the first time, then they lost pretty badly the second time. And so, you know, if I had my picks, I would actually prefer the soul to, to match up with uh, the valor there because those games were much closer and the soul was able to score more points and just, you know, overall they looked a little better. I think against Washington, even though they lost uh, both those games so far, uh, I, I really would feel more comfortable with that. All, All right, right. Well, David, thank you very much for your time. You heard me touch on and, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on the show. Both, both right, of our guests. So much. I appreciate it. Is the pressure, the pressure that is going to get to, uh, that's going to happen on, on Saturday night, depending with Grant Russell. In my mind, that's what this game comes down to. That's, that's where a lot of the Strayers game is going to come down to. If they're, if the other team's getting pressure, I, it's tough. Um, cause so many of the destroyers losses this season, you, what you've seen is the team go down by a touchdown or two early and they have to fight their way back the whole time. And normally it's because Grant Russell, either there was a fumble at one point or he got sacked at one point or something like that. And, and it's, we've talked about it on the show a lot. Um, there were times where I've thought, yeah, that's definitely like him holding the ball too long and different things. I think last week it was a lot on the line because a lot of it was just the pressure was there immediately and there was just nothing to be done as far as what Grant Russell could do other than maybe throw away or do something else there. But I, I think as a fan, that's something you're going to be able to watch early uh, and get a real sense of where this game is going. If Russell looks like he has any time over the first couple of drives the destroyers are going to be in this thing to the end as far as this game against the soul this week. If there's pressure and you see Grant having to run all over the place, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'm not, uh, yeah, it's not, it's, it's not great if that's what we're seeing. Um, so it, it'll, it'll be an interesting game this weekend. Um, again, we're kind of getting into that, that gut check time as we talked about in the first part of the show for the destroyers. This is about this season is about starting to build back up what was here years ago, and and again you're doing it with a whole new fan base. Um, again, we've talked about this in the show. There were times where you had a feeling that this team was going to come back in, step right into the fan base they had. That wasn't the case. That fan base has either moved on or gone to other sports, or it's just not coming back the same way it was. We've talked about the 
the financial and business realities of the fact that with not being so directly affiliated with the Blue Jackets anymore, they didn't have as many fans where it was, hey, you buy a Blue Jackets ticket package, you get a Destroyers one included, that sort of thing. So we'll see where it goes. If you're the Destroyers, your big plan, I mean, what you want to do this week, you just want to get wins to build on. You just want to do things to build on on that. And one thing I do want to mention uh, as a late-breaking thing that we saw that is just just the worst thing. Uh, the Destroyers uh, announced, what was it, about two hours ago on Twitter that Donovan Morgan has been placed back on the injured reserve. Which means he's done for the year. And it's... In a lot of ways, it's a microcosm of what the Destroyers season has been. Uh, I think for a lot of people around the Arena Football League, there was this sense of real big excitement for the Destroyers coming back. And, and I mean, as far as fan base, it's done okay so far. Um, but I think the the major, as far as the product on the field, I think might be hurting it some. The fact that the team's just not winning. And there were these high expectations, and and I'm not I'm I'm not using this to say that Donovan Morgan's done anything wrong. I'm just using this as a as a metaphor that Donovan Morgan coming back. People were excited. People were were pumped up because it was going to be great to see one of the the great Arena Football League players back in the league. But I mean, it, when you're hurt, there's only so much you can do. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to tell the guy to go out there and play play injured and do anything like that. It's just that. I mean, there were uh, it was one of those things. Like I was. I remember when I was doing show notes early in the season, there were all these milestones I was thinking he was going to hit. And I was trying to figure out, uh, you know, talking to him about them or maybe we'd track them or something like that. And there's just, it's just never come about. And that's, that's regrettably what a lot of things have felt like this season. Now it's been fun. It's been great to have the team back. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying making the show for you guys. I just, as far as what you want to see as a fan, where you want to see your team winning, it's just not happening like you want it to. Either way, guys, we got four games left this season. Let's enjoy it. Uh, we've got two home games. Let's make sure Nationwide Arena is loud. So thank you very much for listening, and go Destroyers. Thank you for listening to Battle Stations. 